1: Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a gorgeous Tuesday morning in the hill country. Man, I'm telling you, I was listening to uh, some national programming this morning about the heat dome over Texas. And I just had to laugh and I'd say, yeah, it's, uh, you know what they call that down here, we call it summer. And uh, out of all the concerns for the heat dome over Texas... And give it about 4 weeks it'll be gone because it's nature and we will go to the fall and it'll cool down. So there you go. That's where we're at. Got a lot of things on your calendar today. We have Pastor Greg coming on today and um uh, we're we're going to take on a topic that everybody else has been talking about for months and months and months and I've avoided it, not avoided it. It's just like, well, everybody's talking about that, so let's find something else. Well, we're gonna jump in the pool today with Pastor Greg about the uh, presidential primaries and elections. So, um, and uh, taking a look at both sides, and both of us have some theories. So, anyway, that'll be at the bottom of the hour. And quite frankly, I got some news on the way over here about the um, about an event last night with Ellen Troxclair. Um, and so I'm, I don't know. All right, I'm, I'm still making up my mind. Uh, we did get uh, audio of her uh, meeting last night, and uh, I think I may approach it as, um, I may wait till I get all the audio here, and then rather than me talking about it, we can just play her words out of her mouth. But folks, um, Ellen Troxclair has got to go. Um, she basically got up in front of a room of people last night. I don't even think there were, from what I understand, there might've been 15 people there. So yeah, she really drew in a big crowd. Um, and, um, she proceeded to use all the lines I have been training you to listen for in never since the, 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 uh, uh, the, the, the legislative session, <laughs> ever since the session ended, I've been telling you, here are the lines you're going to hear. And man, she laid them all out as if she had been listening to me and decided I'm going to play right into his hand. All right. So when we get the recording, you're going to hear and when we play this, you're going to hear all the lines that I have been telling you. I even over the weekend in the training session I did up in Granbury, I, we, we heard someone else make a presentation. It wasn't me. I had That wasn't my job, but someone else's presentation said, here's what they're going to say if they're just not that conservative. Here's what they're going to say. And she did them all. She pulled every one of them out of the hat, and we will have... The receipts, as these kids say today, the receipts. We will have the proof and play it for you here as soon as I can get the audio processed. Um, And that will be um, not tomorrow because breaking Harley's rule, we've got the podfather, Adam Curry, scheduled to come in tomorrow. And by the way, Harley's rule is that um, it's not a good idea to promote a guest out ahead of time because so many guests, um, things happen. And, um, And so... Uh, I'm breaking Harley's rule, um, and uh, Adam Curry is going to be in the studio with us tomorrow. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a very different kind of show. So we're not going to have any of the announcements, the no uh, calendars tomorrow. um, But you will be, I think you'll be surprised at where I go, where we go in the conversation with Adam Curry the Pod Father. So, really looking forward to that tomorrow. I, I, I'm asking you extra special to set your alarm tomorrow and make sure you listen. But of course, if you can't, there's always the podcast. So, either way, you're good to go. Um, but uh, on your calendar, um, on August the 3rd, the Lano Tea Party will be having its regular first of the month meeting. Um, and Terry Hall, our very own, Ingram's very own Terry Hall, um, will be uh, speaking there. And so that's always a good one. Um, if transportation issues is the burr under your saddle, Terry Hall is uh, the person you want to be in touch with. And she's going to be making her presentation at the Lano Tea Party. Terry Hall is an absolutely talented speaker, and and a she has a way of giving out the the information on her topic, which, like so many topics, can be difficult. And Terry Hall breaks it down and makes it very easy to understand. And so that is uh, the 3rd of August in Lano. Um, that is a Thursday night in Terry Hall. The following Thursday night, on the 10th of uh, August, is uh, the regular monthly meeting of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, and of course, you already know Lorraine Lamont is going to be there, as is Brian Bledsoe, as is a third person. Uh, man, I just, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to meet this guy, and I'll never forget his name. Um, but anyway, that's going to be a great meeting. Again, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a different meeting. Um, Lorraine says it's going to be uncensored. But uh, I know Lorraine, and I promise you it will not be uh, uh, profanity-laced. That's not what she means by uncensored. All right, the following that, on that Thursday night, the 10th, the Fredericksburg Tea Party meeting, on the 11th is going to be the Friends of NRA in Kerrville having a fundraiser. I've seen the flyer for that. Um, They got some nice firearms that they're either raffling or or somehow... They have some uh, firearms either for the, for the fundraiser, and so that'll be good. Saturday, the 19th, and uh, I spoke with uh, uh, Jalise last night. Jaleese is one of her and her husband were arrested for their behavior on January sixth. I have heard them talk. I have heard the ordeal they went through. You need to hear this. you got, I, I, I can't tell you how disappointed. We were, when uh, we made all the arrangements to get Trennis Evans and his attorney to come down and, and, and talk to us about January 6th. Because everybody's telling you it was an insurrection, right? And, 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 uh, and, and so they're going to take over the government. If, I know you don't believe that, but have you actually gone and heard the stories, the tales of what these people are going through? And after speaking with Jaleese yesterday, lining up, I'm going to have her on the program actually a couple of times before the 19th, but uh, it, it is the sacrifices they were making. That's where I was going. Have you heard the sacrifices they're making? For one afternoon in their life in Washington, D.C., for being angry at the government and deciding to, deciding to we're going to have our voice heard to that one day having an effect probably on the very rest of their lives, financially, physically, emotionally, everywhere. I'm urging you to put that on your calendar on August 19th. It's gonna be in Kerrville. It's a Saturday. I'm begging you to put that on your calendar and come hear these stories. You need to hear these stories firsthand. Because hearing me talk about it, I wasn't there. You need to hear these stories firsthand. All right, we're going to, so that's uh, August 19th, and um, Jaleese and her husband, Middleton is their uh, last name. Jaleese uh, Middleton and her husband uh, will be here to tell their story. And um, yeah, you need to hear this, Um, you need to hear this story. Um, there's, uh, some words of wisdom from, uh, from, uh, poor Richard's almanac, who was secretly Ben Franklin. If you didn't know that poor Richard, uh, by the way, his last name, uh, Richard Saunders was, uh, his nom de plume of, uh, Ben Franklin. And so in poor Richard Saunders almanac, um, here's some words of wisdom says, if you'd be beloved, make yourself amiable. Let's put that in today's language. If you want to be loved, make yourself (laughs) a person easy to get along with. Isn't that what amiable is? Yeah, I have a hard time with that sometimes, folks. Uh, Sometimes I'm not very amiable. Um, And uh, so there you go. Good lesson for all of us Folks, y'all stay tuned, and we'll be right back. And um, we're going to talk about uh, your Republican Party that's doing everything to get gambling into the state of Texas, even though the Republican Party says they don't want to have anything to do with gambling. So we're going to break that story here for you.
0: He's seen a few skirmishes in his time. Matt Laud on the Hill Country Patriots. The Hill Country Patriot.
1: All right, let's get right to this. You're listening to the Matt Long Show on the Hill Country Patriot, which is your information station. If you're driving around in your pickup truck in the Hill Country, you are at 104.3. And, uh, or one oh two point one if you're up in the Fredericksburg area. And, um, then also we are screaming live at hillcountrypatriot.com, hillcountrypatriot.com. You can listen to us anywhere in the world. Uh, Harley tells me I still have a handful of listeners in Northern Ireland, even though my mom has already left. So, greetings to my friends in Northern Ireland. Tea time in Northern Ireland, and thank you for listening. We'd sure, We'd Man, you know, it sounds like if you're listening to this program in Northern Ireland, you would make great citizens of the state of Texas and uh, in the hill country. So there you go. Also, I post these up. I try to get them up every day. Very often, I do not get them up on the very same day, but most days I do. I will go through and clean out the news and the weather and the things that... Uh, you know, or are that that date it, and then uh, I put them up on numerous podcast sites, and my podcast numbers are slowly moving up, and so I want to really, I want to thank you and appreciate all those people who listen podcasts either on Spotify or the numerous other places where the Matt Long Show is hosted as a podcast. So, let's uh, get to. Um, this is an article in the Texas Scorecard, which is uh, a, a no no pay site. So you, anybody can go to TexasScorecard.com, and uh, this is a story we've been talking about for a number of years. The Republican Party of Texas, in its every year in their annual, uh, not a annual, every two years in the state convention, and the next one's going to be in um, San Antonio. Um, the, every two years and they go over the platform, it's got over 300 planks on it. They come up with the priorities and in the platform, and it's been there for a long time and still gets passed over 95% every, uh, every time we have a, well, don't quote me on that number. Everything on the, <laughs> let's put it this way. I'll put it this way. Everything on the platform at the convention passes at N- at 90% or better, everything. So this is one of those things. Um, the uh, This is the gambling. Now, where does all of this start? When I first got engaged, uh, we had uh, Speaker Strauss um, was the Speaker of the House, and uh, I was told, and I'm fairly sure it's been repeated numerous times, I have not you know, gone through all the legal digging on this to find the legal paperwork. But what I've been told is that Strauss's family is in the uh, casino business in New- in uh, Louisiana. And the joke has been that when Strauss was uh, the Speaker of the House, that there were casino moving trucks already loaded at the border of Texas waiting to pull in. Well, we've now had two speakers since then, um, we've had, uh, and every single one of these speakers so far supports casinos, legalized gambling in the state of Texas every one of them, every one of them, Bonin did as well as Dade Phelan. In fact, you want to know whose loyalty Dade Phelan has the Texas Sands pack. Uh, that is, yeah, Sands. That is, uh, the casino Sands out of Las Vegas. Um, they've, uh, given, uh, let's see, Dade Phelan, $300,000, $300,000. How much did they give Lieutenant Dan? 225000 Governor Abbott, 200000 And the comptroller, Glenn Hagar, 50000 So let's see, that's five, six, seven hundred thousand. That's almost $800,000, um, that, uh, these guys, the, the Vegas, Sands uh, Group uh, wants to get um, wants to get uh, casinos in Texas. So, if you contribute, there are these things called political action committees, and I know some people out there hate them. I just like lobbyists, folks. I I'm a freedom of speech guy all the way. I will defend lobbyists till the till I. Till you throw me in the grave. Now, I won't defend the taxpayer, tax paid lobbyists, but I'll defend the other lobbyists. I'll defend every single pack out there because this is freedom of speech. Your money, your use of your money is your expression of speech. So, the pack, there is a pack called Are You Ready? Texans for Opportunity and Prosperity. It's called TOP, T O P. Texans for Opportunity and Prosperity. Isn't that a great name? Sounds like they're all business. They want to man-expand business. Um, Las Vegas Sands gave 250000 to them. So let's see, we're now up to, let's see, we're at about uh, 775000 Now we went over the million-dollar mark that Las Vegas Sands has put into casinos. Well, Texans for Opportunity and Prosperity, that sounds great. Where are they, where are they based out of? Probably Houston. Because uh, you get a lot of packs based in Houston. I went, no, it's not Houston. And it's like, well, maybe it's Dallas, you know. Dallas, is it Dallas? Uh, no, it's not, not Dallas. And, and it's got to thinking, well, where in the world would Texans for Opportunity and Prosperity be based out of? Are you ready? Are you sitting down? They're in Massachusetts. You heard me right. Beverly, Massachusetts. Now, if you go to their site, Texans for Opportunity and Prosperity, to see what they are, who they who they are, even where they are, nothing on their website will give you actually any information at all except for Texans for Opportunity and Prosperity. You know what they're about? They're about an opportunity and prosperity. That That's all you will learn on their website. These guys now have all given money, tons of it, lots of it, two Republicans in the Texas House. J.C. Jetton, Ernest Bales, Jeff Leach, Brooks Landgraf, Angelina Orr, Cody Harris, Sam Harless, Janie Lopez. We're going to do last names only. Buckley, Ken King, Rogers, Frazier, Garin, Holland, Allison. These guys are all getting money from casinos to go to have casinos in Texas and we, as Republicans, have said over and over and over and over, we don't want casinos, yet they're going to keep putting it through. Now, I have told you before, casinos and gambling has never, ever been the burr under my saddle. But I do know it is the burr under many of my listeners' saddles. And those of you out there who still if you're still hanging on to the Republican Party, and yes, I'm going to vote Republican, but if you're still hanging on to the Republican Party and you're not you're not speaking up, then you're as guilty as these guys who are taking the money from these gamblers from these uh, uh, from Sands. All right, uh, that's just where it is. And um, this, yeah, read more about it on uh, Texas Scorecard dot com. If you want gambling in Texas, then you have the right party. You're Republican. All the Republican leadership. They're going to get those casinos in. They're not going to ask you for permission. They'll get the casinos in and then go out and beg forgiveness. Or they'll get the casinos in and they don't give a rat's patootie about your opinion as a Republican. They've already let us know that. Remember Representative Holland less than two weeks ago? He said, huh, the Republican Party. I don't need them to get elected. That's what he told us. It's what he actually said. We don't need. So Justin Holland, dude, take that R off your name. Um, <laughs> and the other side of that, Republicans, you need to let Justin Holland know and other people like him, like Ellen Troxclair, that uh, we're sick and tired of trans Republicans. We are sick and tired of trans Republicans, people who put on the clothing and makeup of a a Republican, wear the right tie, go to the right meetings, but you're just not a Republican underneath all of that lipstick and makeup and cute outfits and the right tie does not make you a Republican, folks. These are trans-Republicans. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be back here in a minute with Pastor Greg. There's more where that came from. Matt Logg on the Hill
0: Country Patriot. I'll be back.
1: All right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much for uh, taking time. We have, uh, I believe, if I can get it, here we go, get everything in my head uh, set going. I believe we have uh, Pastor Greg. I may be a little bit ahead of him, but every Tuesday, folks, you know that we uh, get joined forces with Pastor Greg, and I was doing that before, before I was with the Hill Country Patriots. So, There you go. When Pastor Greg gets his program introduced, we're going to talk about the presidential election. So that's what we're going to do. And uh, the primaries, some of you may not know that um, that uh, we're having a primary come up. If you you know, unless you're really paying attention, you may not even have realized that uh, there's people out there who uh, are already uh, uh, cranking on uh, wanting to be your president in. Um, election in over a year, year and a half away, and a primary coming up here real soon. So yeah, yeah, I know. You may be surprised to hear that. <laughs> I don't think so, though. So there you go. That's uh, what Pastor Greg and I are going to you know talk you about. You can do your tithing and
0: love offering right from your computer. Visit www.chosengenerationradio.com to support Chosen Generation and make a tax deductible donation. Now back to Chosen Generation with Pastor Greg. And welcome back to Show Generation Radio, where no topic's off limits. Everything filtered through biblical glasses, and I'm very excited to be welcome, welcoming uh, Hill Country Patriot Radio, the Matt Long Show. Matt, are you there, my friend?
1: I am, absolutely, and we got your little intro here on this end, too, so everybody's happy and ready to go.
0: Fantastic. Well, it's great to uh, join Hill Country Patriot Radio, the Matt Long Show, here on the Show Generation Radio Show. And our network, uh, this broadcast, well, all over the place. Uh, well, my good friend, uh, so we talked, we had, we had one of our chats last night, and, uh, we, we talked about the presidential race, right? Yeah, we the want primaries. To talk about, uh,
1: and I was yeah, just I was just yeah. telling my listeners that, you know, may, some of them out there may not realize that the uh, primaries have all been. begun. <laughs> what do you think? This is going to be the longest presidential race I think we've ever had. Uh, it seems like it almost started on January 21st of uh, last year. <laughs> but this is where we're at. <laughs> we're, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it, well it, and, and, and in some respects, you know, I think some of the jockeying for position actually probably started uh you know about about 3 or 4 months at, well with all of the concerns about election integrity right mm. you you know in in a manner of speaking for for a lot of folks uh, th- this this whole you know tyrannical regime and 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 the tyrannical behavior the kicking down of doors because you wanted to pray with someone in front of an abortion clinic 10 years ago or, mm-hmm. uh, or, or because, you know, you showed a matter of fact, I, I was looking last night and I, I shared it as a, as a real, uh, you have a guy standing, a reporter standing in front of burning buildings behind him. Oh yeah. 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 I remember talking this. Talking about, you know, yeah. Talking about, Oh wait, you know, well we're down here and you know, everything's peaceful. And, you know, maybe a little fire or something, you know? And then, and then it flashes to, you know, the people at the Capitol who were, you know, praying on the grounds and 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 so on, and oh, this is you know this is an insurrection. This is you know it's wow. And so I think for a lot of people, you know, it was like, no, we're we're already moving on to, we need to get our guy back in the White House. Yeah. Period.
1: And that's where we're at. And so we've been looking at all the, you know, I don't think it surprised anybody that um, Trump came out uh, with his uh, 50% right off the, I mean, right off the bat. I mean, he had half the Republicans right off the bat. And I don't think that surprised anybody. Um, there are a couple of things I have been surprised by so far. I expected uh, Governor DeSantis, to have a whole lot more, um, uh, I don't know, momentum is the right word. And, of course, we're still early. People will point back to um, elections, uh, presidential elections recently and in the past where you, you go out, well, let's see what we're out, uh, what, 15 months, 16 months from the election, and that the things, I think it's 16 months at the election, I think Trump was at 1% at this point, um, for, um, uh, whenever I can't even keep track of the time yeah. before the 2020, yeah, I think it was years go. All right. Seven, so yeah,
0: seven years ago. So I'm yeah.
1: believing that there's, I don't think that trend is going to continue. I think Trump's going to stay on the top. I don't think anybody with 1% is going to come up. Um, I'm shocked at, well, I do have one, but I'll save it. Um, but I am shocked at DeSantis that he has just not made more. Talk to me about DeSantis in Florida, because we did talk about that at length yesterday.
0: Well, here's the thing, I, and, and this is what, what concerns me. And, and this isn't about, you know, endorsing one way or the other anybody right. in this process. Um, you know, Ron, Ron DeSantis, and I actually did a, did a, uh, two interviews with some individuals from the institute, uh, the independent institute, on my program, which is a, a conservative think tank, more or less, um, and and one of them was saying that they believed that Ron DeSantis's choice to go after Disney was a was political suicide and to be the end of him. Hmm. Uh, the president of the organization was like, no, um, it's not because he is fulfilling the will of the people of Florida. The sad news is is that Florida has has been a target for a long time and and it's becoming more and more purple in in many respects. Mm. And my greatest concern, I I don't necessarily believe that Ron DeSantis can win the White House. Others may disagree with me and and, and that's cool. Right. Um but my but my greatest concern is is that if the primaries become too bloody and and if DeSantis is too severely wounded we lose Florida in the general because i in the yep and and and, and well and 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 we lose Florida as it relates to a governorship in Florida that mm. Florida would swing wow and the reason i say that is number 1 i mean DeSantis won by quite a bit But the challenger to DeSantis gained a lot of momentum. It's really similar, in a a manner of speaking, to what has happened here in Texas, right? I mean, who expected Beto O'Rourke to Ah. get as close as he did to Ted Cruz?
1: Oh! Oh no! Oh, I, 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 I was going. My prediction to you, folks, you can go back and replay these. I said, "There's no way. <laughs> there is no way that um, it, that uh, Beto comes within 15 points of Ted Cruz." I just said, "There's no way. It, it's it's a runaway." And man, was I shocked. Yep. Yep. And 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 I and I, you know,
0: when when you look at. The amount of money the Democrats poured in, you know, they 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 created the the mechanisms by which they are slowly gobbling up territory in the state legislature mm-hmm. and in the Senate. Yeah. Um, and they did that with, you know, with uh, with with abortion, abortion, Barbie, you know, with Wendy.
1: Yep. That was um, here. Yep. And, That's when we first met. Yeah, and Yep.
0: And, and I think they've done the same thing relative to DeSantis in Florida. And my concern is, is that not, you know, I, I think President Trump is is wise enough to know he doesn't want to wound DeSantis to the point that he can't hold on to Florida. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there are people around the president that I don't think are, are, are seeing that. And... And if they if they go after him, and 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 I think that's part of the reason why the momentum is is what it is. Mm. You know, I mean, every single candidate, including the one that I know you liked that we talked about, went after Desantis regarding and 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 took up kind of the Disney business position.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: regarding him stripping Disney of its of its tax benefit in Florida. Every yep. one, every single one. And and my argument is, is, okay, now I have to question, where's the principled moral barometer? Because what Disney said is, is that your four-year-old needs to know how to have a teacher uh, shove their fist right. up their rear end. Yep. That needs to be that needs to be clearly delineated. And four year olds need to be taught this. And DeSantis said, wait, four to nine year olds don't need to hear that stuff. That's right. They don't need to hear that stuff. Yep. And 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 so nobody else was willing to take, you know, it's like lip service. It's like, well, yeah, we'll take that stand as long as and what's worse, what's worse. Is that not only did Disney come out and say, we are politically going to get involved to overturn this, Mm -hmm. but in a Zoom call, it's recorded that their executives came out and said, we're grooming your kids. Yeah. We are grooming your kids. Mm. and. You know, we're libertarians, so everybody, everybody gets to do what they want to do. No, you don't get to groom my kid. (laughs) No, you don't. You don't don't get to groom my grandkid. Okay? Don't screw with my kids.
1: That's right. I'll beat your ass. That's right. We we will. Moms for Liberty. They're uh, they're 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 they got that same attitude, but I don't think they've ever threatened to beat anybody's butt. So let's uh, switch over. Let's go to. <laughs> I,
0: I have. Well, a, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a daddy bear. Okay, okay there you go. And daddy bears yep. are
1: kicking ass. All right. So that's here it. here we go. So I um I watched uh, a no. uh, um the last oh. I, Okay, I lost. I lose track of days, Pastor Greg, but it was recently, <laughs> last Friday, I think it was last Friday, no, it was the Friday before that, but uh, Tucker Carlson had an all-day event where he sat down with all of the candidates uh, that are seriously in the race uh, for our Republican vote. Um, and uh, sort of Republican vote. He had them, had them all come in, and rather than have them all up on a debate stage yelling at each other and asking the same lame questions, he brought them in one, day, one candidate at a time and sat down with them and spent time with them. And he didn't ask the same questions of every one of them. He asked questions that pertained individually to each one, to their character, and what they had been fighting for or standing for, he just did an outstanding job, and I'd like to say that I think this is the way we need to move forward with our candidate forums as opposed to getting them all up on the stage at once. But here's who I was impressed with, and it wasn't the first time I was impressed with him, but that was Vivek Ramaswamy. I want I, I think that Ramaswamy is going to rise up into the ranks and end up in second place and I, my prediction is that Ramaswamy will be the running mate for um, uh, for Donald Trump. All right, so your turn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I can tell you one person that doesn't agree with that uh, format very well, and that's uh, <laughs> that's Mike Pence, yeah. who uh, who apparently decided that, uh, that 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 America's interests at home are not his concern. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, what a what a foobar that was! Yes. Holy Toledo! He, he, yep. Yeah, that was that was that was bad. Yep. That was that that was bad. You know, I, um, I, Vivek's uh, grassroots leader Kathy Burnett was on my program. I like Kathy a lot, um, and and I and I think you know that she's doing an incredible job of of getting him. And as you mentioned, he's connecting with youth. The other one that I think we we, we should watch is Tim Scott. Okay. Um, I think Tim Scott has been has been very consistent, and uh, and I you know I I I hear in the back of my head that you know that that there have been uh, some there's been some traffic about you know is he is he you know a real strong conservative does he have some rhino leanings mm-hmm. um, I, I can't. I can't answer that. You know, I, I, I think that at the end of the day, and I, and this all is is where I leave off on this whole presidential situation. I think that President Trump is 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 the likely choice. I think that the more lawsuits they throw at him, uh, the more he becomes that choice. More because it's a it's a rebellion. It, it's not a rebellion. It is a um, it's a revolutionary vote. It's it's a vote that says, hey, we're not we, we don't this tyrannical stuff has to stop. And we're going to stand with the guy who is who's taken the brunt of it. And we're not going to abandon him. We're going to stick right. with him. Yep. I think that President Trump has got to do a lot of house cleaning Amen. around him. Yep. He had some bad counsel. Peter Navarro wrote a book about it. It's interesting because they've tried to bury Navarro's book, but Navarro wrote, and Navarro was with him the whole time, and it's interesting to note, too, I haven't seen Navarro's name come up this time around, Mm. which is sad to me. Yeah, I just haven't seen him. I don't know where he is. I don't know what's going on with him, but he was with Trump the whole four years, and he wrote a book where he came out, and he pointed fingers, and he named names, and he said... There's problems in your inner circle, and you've got to clean house or you won't get done what you need to get done. That's number one. Number two, he's, he's a four-year president, and more than likely he'll have two years to get anything done because at midterms, things are going to flip again. They always do. right? And that means he's got two years to get things done. He'll have two years of being stymied. And so if he doesn't set things up for the next eight years, we're dead.
1: Ah, okay. I'm following you. I'm following you. So um, what? what is um, – oh, I just lost track of what I was – the question. I had an awesome question for you, Pastor Greg. Oh, man. <laughs> so you know what? <laughs> I would like for us to talk about in the future because it just, beca- it just uh, crossed my mind, and that is um, – do you um we need to talk about uh trump worship at some time i've been hearing some people talk about that recently and uh, i think they're making some uh real really good points about uh trump worship but uh do you think any of these um any of these lawsuits where you know it seemed to be scheduling these perfect what are the chances do you think of him getting the nomination and then actually legally between march and november having been d- d- turned uh, into a felon, uh, do you think there's even a shot at that, or do you think this is they're just b- blowing smoke in the wind?
0: I've had several attorneys that have come on to my program. Um, they they argue different positions. I had one attorney, a uh, conservative guy out of San Francisco, longtime Uh, you know, uh, attorney on defense and prosecution, both sides of the fence. He sat on uh, John O'Connor. He looked at, you know, the initial lawsuit or the initial indictments and was like, you know, this is all it's all nonsense. All of it, except for two charges. Uh And that is the obstruction charges down in Florida. Those are the only ones that he felt had 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 any meat on the bone. Now. I'm I'm hearing and I'm going to talk to my attorney guy tomorrow about this that the Jack Smith stuff may or, may may have some issues associated with it. But let's be clear. Just because he's convicted of a crime it, under under the under the articles of of being able to run for president, he's he can still run. And with he can, a he can a, run a with a, can still with, run. with a felony he can run. I believe that's correct. Uh, double check, uh, but I believe that he can still run and hold office even if he's been convicted of a felony. Now, the problem would be, you know, if if that felony also led to them demanding incarceration. My concern, where that comes in, is is what does the country do? if they attempted to take him into custody, Mm -hmm. I don't know where that, where, where that goes. And that maybe goes to your question about, you know, about Trump worship, um, where, you know, where's the damn break. I, I mean, look, you heard me earlier, you know, about kids. Um, I, I have waved the banner and screamed from, 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 everywhere I could do about the danger of the LGBTQ agenda and what it was going to do and what was going to happen based on what was happening in Massachusetts nearly 20 years ago, by the way, this isn't new. And everybody said to me, if you keep talking about that topic, we're not going to come to your meetings. Wow. Well, guess what, folks? (laughs) Guess what? Okay now we're here yep. now we're here now it is it is as real as it gets yep we had a chance to stop this 10 years ago and nobody wanted to
1: listen right so i uh got you, you, to you, you, I'm, I'm at article two i'm at article two of yep. the constitution article two article one of course is the house um, I'm sorry, as right. legislature, Article 2 is the executive, and Article 3 is the judicial. Article 2, uh, Section 1, the only requirements of a – got to be a natural-born citizen, um, and yep. C-section does count, um, and a citizen of the United States, <laughs> um, and shall be eligible, neither, uh, let's see, who's not a, 35 years old – Um, you got to be 35 and had 14 years a resident with the United States, and so that little corner of my head that had um, that had uh, the felony bit in there—that's not in the Constitution.
0: It's not. Not in the Constitution. I I didn't think it was. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think that there was anything in the Constitution that said, and that was something commentators were saying. Right. You know, not only is he the first, you know, former sitting president that's been indicted, but he could be the first former sitting president with a felony that ends up becoming the president.
1: Wow. Yep. There you go. That's right. So uh that's where we're at. Pastor Greg, we're way past time. And yeah, I know. um I know. we'll um I really enjoy had a great visit last night. And uh by the way, Gail's mother is doing much better uh today. Kinda surprised to us prayer. all. Answer we prayed prayer. hard yesterday. My mother in law had a yes, heart attack we prayed hard, and before you know it, she's back in her room, all chipper, and everything's just fine. So we can't figure this out. We're, we're, we're you know, at ninety-eight years old. At ninety-eight years old, she's pretty excited to go get back with her husband and to get into inner paradise. And uh, God's I don't know. God's still got a plan for her down here. So anyway, we will talk next Hallelujah. week again, Pastor Greg, and uh, thank you again for Tuesdays. We really enjoy it.
0: Hey, love you, brother. Love you, Hill Country. Love you so much. God bless you all. Have a great rest of your day.
1: All right, there you go. Pastor Greg Young, um, a friend going way back. And uh, believe it or not, we disagree on a bunch of things. And that makes for great conversation. And we have a tremendous amount of respect for one another. So y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Wrap this up. Texas politicians fear him. He's Matt Log. All right, we are back. I hope you are getting the opportunity to speak with your representative or your senator. Um, they should be out now talking to you about the, um, the, the, the session and telling you about the session. And, uh, and you should be out there holding them accountable to the session. And by the way, they're all going to tell you how conservative they are. And they're all going to tell you how the scorecards are no good. Those scorecards are cherry-picking. Oh, man. I, I, I uh, Don't even get me started. We're going to play the recordings of uh, the um, um, town hall with uh, uh, Ellen Troxclair last night. Um, I'm going to do my best to get them on this Thursday. Um, I, am not, I do not have my paper calendar in front of me, so I'm not sure about my Thursday. I think I have a guest on Friday. Anyway... To close up today, we have uh, a, a short reading from Reflections of Life and Liberty by Michael Quinn Sullivan. It's called The Rule of Law. By the way, you can buy this book at wholesale cost at the next Fredericksburg Tea Party meeting. Rule of Law. History is replete with examples of judicial abuse and executive power exercised unjustly. Even in our own republic where we say the law is king, we find horrible miscarriages of justice. Yet none in history was more consequential than the trial and execution of Jesus of Nazareth during Passover, the day before Sabbath in the first century. Led before the Sanhedrin, the ruling council of Jews, Jesus' so-called trial was an exercise in railroading. The court had already decided he was guilty of being a troublemaker. He had healed too many people, and even raised some from the dead. Those things didn't do him in, though. For the ruling elite, it was his incessant clamoring against religious and political corruption that he had claimed to be the God. To be God was just icing on the cake. The high priest Caiaphas told his colleagues before the trial, quote, it is expedient for us that one man should die. Let's back up. Looking back 2,000 years, most people today think the Sanhedrin, presided over as it was by someone titled high priest, was a religious body. It was, but not only that, the Sanhedrin was a governing political council with enormous power over the daily affairs of life. It was comprised of elders from the Pharisee and Sadducee political parties serving functionally as an heir to the priestly judges in the Old Testament. At its core, the Sanhedrin was a political body filled with, as I uh, just lost my place, um, that it was a political, uh, I cannot believe this, um, just absolutely lost my place. Um, if, at its core, the Sanhedrin was a political body filled with politicians. As such, they were mostly concerned with protecting the status quo that is their own wealth and power, and for whatever else he was, Jesus was very much a threat to the status quo. Are you a threat to the status quo? I didn't finish that article. Ran out of time. More of us need to be a threat to the status quo. Y'all stay tuned, and uh, we will see you back in here H H D two.